You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello. Welcome. To OK Sis Podcast, my name is Mads. And hello, sisters. My name is Scout. I'm trying to switch it up, you know? Yeah, that was a little bit of a different delivery, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I appreciated. Yeah. How are you, Scoutala? How, how's your uh, mental state? You know, this, you know, mental state is, mental state is good, but. Mm, that's a first. Okay. You know what? Not a first. <laughs> Fuck off. But. I feel as if everything is going very, very well in the last two days for my business. We have like ridiculously exciting new opportunities coming. I am supposed to sign a lease today on an office. And I I feel like this could be at a later point in an entire episode, but I'm trying to, my body feels like it's chaos because so many exciting, expansive things are happening. And so I'm trying with my mind to tell my body she's safe and that these are good things. So like the excitement, maybe my body is mistaking for anxiety. Oh, okay. So the the physical is a little confused. I could see that. Yes. Like I'm ramped and ebbed up, Mm. but it's all for good stuff. Yeah, you are. Okay. So anyways, that's me. Fantastic. I started the manifestation challenge for 
from to be magnetic. Uh, we are, you know, just Lacey Phillips enthusiasts over here. We can't shut up about her. And uh, it started. I would say you can't shut up about her. I just want to make the distinction. I can't shut up about her. There's some. She is, you know, that when something happens in the world, like I think of what will Lacey do or like what would like, <laughs> I literally think of her. You're like, is this a test? I, yeah, and I'm like, and I think of her, and I'm like, what would Lacey think? And it's like not even the universe; it's just Lacey. Just Lacey. <laughs> she's, like, she's like my god; like she's just well, above me. Now that she's had her baby a couple months, we should see if we can get her on. Okay, says so sisters, go DM her, tell her to come on. Go crazy. Anyway, so we're there's a <laughs> there's a manifestation <laughs> challenge, and it was very exciting because she did like a YouTube uh, live session, and so I like felt like I was you know speaking directly to her and seeing her in real life, and it was like seeing a rock star, honestly, and um, you know just such reflective things. It's an amazing challenge because you kind of get ahead of the whole like bullshit New Year's resolution sh- stuff, which I personally don't believe in. I think that you should be looking to improve yourself at all times of the year, not just on January 1st. And you're setting yourself up for failure if you do that. Anyways, so this is a great challenge because it happens a month before the end of the year. So it's kind of a jump start to kind to reflect on this year, take some actual time. She tasked us with going through past journals to see what you manifest or like what your manifestations were at the beginning of the year and which ones you actually have manifested and come to actuality, which was really, really fun to to do and kind of look back. So I would highly recommend it. Yeah, you know, Mads, we have to do a whole episode because I know that you won't officially acknowledge the spiritual side of your life, but I have just seen such incredible growth and change from you on a personal development and a spiritual development. And I would love to recap it with you if you would oh. so please, you know, step into your power and vulnerably share on the internet. Oh, that's my specialty. I know. Vulnerably sharing on the internet. A little too too vulnerable. But yes, I'm down. I'm D. Okay. So we'll do that. I'm going to interview you. It's going to be a whole solo episode before the end of the year. Hopefully, maybe. I don't know. But I need to get into all the questions. But for now, we have the beautiful Taylor. She is one of the co-founders of Nude Sticks, which is... Makeup that is Mads and Scout approved. It is OKSIS approved. It's basically the only makeup we know how to use. We talk about being a forward-facing founder, one of our most favorite subjects. We talk about mental health and business and how when you have a packed calendar but aren't feeling mentally your best, how to get through the day in an empowered and strong way. And we have a lot of girl chat. She is an extremely and intentional and intelligent founder. So having her on was one, a long time coming and two, beyond, beyond a treat. Enjoy sisters. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I love, I love oh the my moment God. when everyone is connecting to the video and audio and we're just like awaiting the beautiful presence that is Taylor Frankel. I mean, welcome to the pod. We are so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I know there's always like this, you know, like this excitement around when someone pops up on Zoom, what are they going to look like? What's their background? I try to look as good as possible for you all. I just throw it on a blazer and hope for the best. So I threw on a sweatshirt and hoped for the best. So, you know, you're, you're one-upping me. <laughs> there's no way you could look bad. Like, <laughs> like, can we just objectify you real quick, Taylor? Let me tell you. When you come on my home screen, my feed, my Instagram feed with the videos, 
I literally DM oh. them to Mads and say, there's absolutely no fucking way that I would look this good. There's just not. I just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Well, except I'll say that nude sticks gets us as close as possible, you know? Yes. Nude sticks. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the plug. Nude sticks gets you. That's our new t- tagline, actually. It's nude sticks gets you as close as possible. <laughs> So whatever that is, just gets you as close as possible. Wait, I'm really sorry, but that is actually, if Mads and I ever created a makeup brand, like that would be the ethos. Like just gets you as close as possible as you can without going absolutely crazy in the morning. I love that. I think that's your next venture. (laughs) I mean, so notoriously, Scout and I are terrible at makeup. We never learned. We never like got into the YouTube d- uh, hole of like learning how to do makeup while we were growing up. I don't know what it was, but our mom never really, you know, she wore makeup, but not extensively. Like it just wasn't that much of a priority. And although it probably seems like that's the better case, it's not. Like we literally look like shit all the time. Like we, when it comes to. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Okay, I look great listen, without yeah, makeup. Yeah, yeah. There's a story here. Just let me fucking finish. Okay. So every time I have to do makeup, I go get it done because I literally have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Enter nude sticks. So that's why I was going to say, Scout and I, if we were ever to make a makeup brand, it would be something similar to nude sticks where it is just so fucking foolproof. We could do it. You know what I mean? Was that an intention? I mean, talk to us about just like it's just so the application is so simple that is what makeup should be it shouldn't be this like extensive like you have to have it's like an esoteric knowledge that you need to know about you know yeah it's not scientific I mean obviously there's certain things about beauty that are scientific and ingredients and formulas and 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 some packaging but at the end of the day like it's very funny because when I hear you guys talk and I love that you both have a podcast together because literally it was like my sister and I who would have these conversations all of the time with our mom and we would say well who the fuck is wearing all of this like who's wearing all this makeup who's spending this much time who's waking up an extra hour earlier like similar to you like that's my everyday like I throw on I put my hair in a messy bun or I throw on my sweater or throw on you know whatever I'm wearing for the day and I just want my routine to be as simple as possible And I feel like that's just relatable. It's the everyday woman. It's the everyday customer who just wants to look and feel like the best version of themselves without feeling the need to like, you know, set their alarm one hour earlier. And at the end of the day, like, I don't even know, like, I don't know if you guys like have ever done that before, because I, even in being in the beauty industry, have never spent hours on my makeup. Yeah. So I just finished selling Sunset, the latest season. And one of my burning questions, burning, like, I understand. I I can, you know, justify or comprehend how one would put on a very fashionable outfit to walk out the door in under 10 minutes, right? But these women, the amount of makeup they put on before they go to get coffee is just so extraordinary. Yeah. It's it's a at that point it's you're going to trade school to do that because it's there's like no way. So for me, as Mads mentioned, we are not makeup people. Nude sticks just came into my life. Obviously this conversation was a long time coming having you on the pod Taylor, but we met you in real life, thank God, at your nude sticks pop up in West Hollywood. And I got the Bohemian Rose. Yes. Okay, so let me tell you, my husband doesn't like it when I wear makeup and I put on now, like my go-to is I just put on 
a tinted moisturizer. Okay, we need to talk to her husband, first of all. No, when I came out in nude sticks, he was like, that's what you should do every single day with your makeup. Like I put on a tinted moisturizer. I put the, it's like a stick with, it's a blush. Yeah. I put it on my eyelids, my cheeks and my lips. And then I just put mascara on and brush my eyebrows. And it's incredible. I love that. I love that. And and it's so funny because like as much as I think my boyfriend's very similar where if I'm wearing like a ton of makeup, like he's the most observant person I know. Like if I have a pimple or a stray hair, he's like, you have a pimple. And I'm like, what? Like, just stop. And he'll, he knows exactly what I'm wearing. And it's obviously at the end of the day, we don't wear makeup. We don't wear clothes. You know, at least I don't necessarily wear that, wear certain things for him or for anybody for that matter. However, I do think there's something to be said about just, you know, your makeup enhancing what you already have rather than masking. And I think that at the end of the day is probably what your husband is saying is like, I love you. You're beautiful. I don't want you to wear a tons of makeup that mask your natural beauty. I just want you to look like you. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah. It's all about enhancing it. I mean, so I always joked that I never understood what highlighter was because I thought that it just looked like schwitz on your face. Like I was like, what? <laughs> like I, I had, I used to have like an Instagram series where I would be like highlighter schwitz, like because I'm always yeah. schwitzing. So I never understood. And then I got <laughs> the nude sticks. Um, This is, wow. We really prepared for this. Is it the ice ice one? The ice. Ice ice baby. Yes. And yeah, that's the one I have. It's so good. Holy shit. We just redid our uh, pod cover art. Like we did a little photo shoot and it's popping. Like you could poppin'. see like, oh my God. And now I understand. Yeah. I understand highlight. I understand it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's interesting because like I always, we'd always joke in the past, like actually that would be a great campaign. Schwitz or glow. But we used to say like sweat or highlight because we just wanted our skin to look as dewy as possible. Like literally like we just got out of the shower or the ocean and our skin's just wet. And that's kind of the, the look. And now you're hearing all these different trends. Like there's glass skin and then there's dolphin skin and then there's dewy skin. There's all these different wet skin trends, but that's kind of the look. And when you, when you hit light, like in photography, when you have that kind of highlight, that's just glassy and not super sparkly or, super pigmented. It just looks like your skin is so healthy and as if you just got out of a facial. So I love that you had that experience because it does make a big difference and you don't necessarily need to wear like highlight every day. And I know you guys are based in Arizona, correct? Los Angeles or Los Angeles, San Diego. San Diego. Oh, yeah. Okay. Same. San Diego. Very similar. I'm like, no. Hot um, That was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego. I do. So are you based in LA, Maddie and, and Scout, you're based in San Diego. San Diego. Okay. You're in Canada. So like the fact that you even know that Arizona and California are geographically similar is very impressive. (laughs) Well, I should, you know, I learned about us geography in school. So this is just a test. So did I, and I don't know where North Carolina and Utah are. So (laughs) dear God. We're going to get canceled. We all have strengths in other areas. Let's just, let's just <laughs> that. Um, but I was just going to say you live in the heat, so you don't necessarily need to wear your glow every day where I'm in Toronto, Canada, where it's frigid and my skin's dry all the time. And so I douse myself in highlighter yes. at all times. But mm, that's, also yeah. we got to get to Toronto. <laughs> we have got to get to Toronto. 
We have to get to Canada in general. It's actually on our to-do list because uh, <laughs> Bailey and Jackie from the What Day Is It podcast, they live out there. And we it's just been like, that's where we should take our sister moon meds. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question real quick because we really wanted to talk. I know, Taylor, you talk a lot about mental health and being a business owner and how those two merge, which is something obviously me and Mads dive into so deeply but I'm going to ask the question that I feel as if me and Mads really don't like getting asked but I really am interested in here you started nude sticks with your mom correct correct sisters my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. 
Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring-summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. How is that working with your mother? Because I feel as if me and my sister have both worked for our mom, but we've never necessarily been co-founders with a parent. And that's a very different dynamic. Yeah. It's a very interesting dynamic. So I guess the way Nude Sticks started and kind of the inception of the brand, my mom obviously having 20 plus years of beauty experience and being a beauty veteran, um, obviously, you know, took the lead and still stands today as our CEO um, of, of Nude Sticks. And she, you know, really observed my sister and I and, you know, I guess took our vision and brought it to life. And so the dynamic when we were quite young, when I was 17 and my sister was 14, we were really, our roles were consumer facing, media facing, content creation. You know, I took over all of our social platforms and really worked the brand in that way and relationship building. Whereas my mom was really spearheaded anything to do with like operations, retail, product development was kind of collaborative because we all had this very strong vision and what Nude Sticks was and what our product pipeline should be. But so the dynamic was very different six, seven years ago as you know than what it is now. Now we definitely overlap in many areas of the business. And I have to say, and I don't, I don't think this is exclusively for a mother-daughter partnership in entrepreneurial business. I think this is really relatable to anyone who has a co-founder, but it is obviously so important to respect your partner and to really respect their opinions, respect what their expertise is and allow them to have a voice. And so I think my mom has always been extremely open to hearing what my sister and I have had to say, You know, have been open to allowing us even to, make certain decisions, even knowing that it might lead maybe potentially to a failure, or maybe it wasn't the perfect or the best decision, but allowing us to take those, make those mistakes or, you know, uh, stumble upon those failures ourselves. So we do have a lot of mutual respect for one another. I would say the only difficult, one of the most difficult parts I would say is really that balance, like balancing personal and, and professional, because there's such a gray area where if we're, you know, having Shabbat's dinner on a Friday night, it's very rare that we won't speak about business because that's just so ingrained in our day-to-day lives. And we typically have to get reminded by whether it's a family member or a peer to say, okay, you know, you talked about work enough, like let's like actually enjoy and be present. So I would say that's probably the most difficult. Yeah. My mom's my client right now and I FaceTimed her because I needed her to help me figure out some interior design for the new office that I'm putting down. I'm signing a lease on today. And 
it was like, I'm calling my mom because she is such a great, in- an eye for interiors and I needed her help. I was yeah. like, which desk do I get? And did I? And then she was like, oh, so how's the account going? I'm like, it's 8.15 yeah. p.m. You don't need to ask me that right now. You know, It is a hard balance when you work with people. I think me and Mads kind of have that a little bit. It's a little bit of a different business. How many employees and team members does Nude Sticks have? Um, we have almost 100 team members globally. So it's like between like... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's grown to be... Wait, what? Yeah, it's grown to be a, a somewhat of a big team. But it's really because we have... We're in global markets. So between like all of our markets globally, we have like sales managers based in certain regions, account executives. And then at our head office, we have almost like 60, 65 full-time. We operate our own distribution center in Toronto. So that's also part of the reason why we do have quite a big team. A lot of that, a lot of our team members do work in operations and finance and logistics. So. Wow. I am blown away. I did not know it was, I mean, I really did not know that the operational standpoint was that large and extensive. Incredible. Yeah, it's the uh, thank you. That that means a lot. It's I think we've we've definitely tried to keep our team small and mighty over the past six and seven years, but obviously there are certain things that you know you can't scale your business if you don't you know grow your team and your infrastructure. So yeah, it's been it's been very exciting. <laughs> wow. Mazel. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned being a forward-facing founder. Uh, Scout and I talk about this so much because it is uh, – talk about balance. It's such a delicate balance of being vulnerable on the internet, showing your personality, but also maybe wanting to keep some things private or what have you. Um, whereas, you know, I think there's this expectation, especially around female founders. It doesn't seem to be around male founders where if you're creating a brand, you need to be the face, you need to be out there. And, and no matter if you're a private person or not, you need to put everything yeah. the behind the scenes, the this, blah, blah, blah. You know, I feel very fortunate because Scout and I started this podcast so that I, I feel a lot more comfortable out on the internet. And now as I'm building my own company with Camber, I kind of easily transitioned into that. I was like, yeah, I know yeah. how to be myself on the internet. This is easy. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine that with someone that doesn't come from maybe a content creation background or someone that didn't do this before, it's so intimidating. And it's really, it's very humbling in the beginning, let's be honest. It's like, oy vey. And so talk to us about just that decision and were you always comfortable with that and how, how you kind of balance it with being like a personal brand of yourself. Like people know you as the founder of Nude Sticks. They know they follow you on your personal, not just Nude Sticks, right? So it's like where 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 do you feel that like kind of blend of both? Yeah. I mean, I I it's interesting that you said that because I do find that there are a lot of female founders. And I think this is I think it's actually a good thing in, in many ways because there are huge corporations that would have to pay millions of dollars to have a brand ambassador of their brand to attempt to be half of the, or to have half of the authenticity that, you know, a founder would have speaking to their community. So I do think in that way, I always talk about being a founder and being the face of your own brand is definitely, you know, a superpower in many ways, because you have that direct communication with your community and with your customer and they trust you. And I think it's so important to build that trust. Obviously, you know, if, if you definitely don't want to be the face, I think that's totally okay too. And there's many ways around that. But as a founder, it actually teaches you a lot 
about who your customer is, what they want. You have direct access to them. So I definitely think utilizing that to your advantage in an authentic way is obviously super beneficial to the business. But I do agree with you because I always think about this and especially recently because social media has been giving me a lot of anxiety, especially recently. I don't know what it is. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Everybody. It's like all of a sudden in the last couple months of 2021, we've all just felt this intense, this intense shift when it comes to social. Yeah. I'm like between TikTok and and there'll be, it'll it'll come in ebbs and flows and different phases where I'm like all in and I'm like on TikTok 24 seven and I'm like creating content nonstop. And I'm like, okay, I like this, whatever. And then like, as of the past few weeks, I'm like, I just, my boyfriend goes on social media more than I do. Like, I'm like, I just won't, I, I don't want to look at anything. It's causing me too much anxiety. And I think that's one of the most difficult things about being a brand founder, who's also the face and maybe also an influencer is like, you have to be, you have to be on all the time. And if you don't create that content consistently, then you fear losing that connection with your community or losing those relationships or not being top of mind. And so it's definitely very difficult. And in some ways I I feel for influencers as well, because especially if that's your livelihood and, you know, that's your full-time job, like it's hard to take a step back. Yeah. I, I want to, I think when you just said, like, I just feel like as if Mads and I talked a little bit about this or a lot about this online, offline, that I really think that the emergence of TikTok is creating this mm. intense because it's a whole new level of addiction. It's a whole new level of scrolling. It's a whole new level of stimulation. Yeah. So I really actually am going to blame TikTok. <laughs> not that we all weren't, not yeah. that we all didn't have mental health problems with Instagram before, but I really think TikTok and Reels kind of took it to the next level. They also pushed the yeah. volume because to grow mm-hmm. on TikTok, you need to be posting three, if you're going to be realistic about it, three times a day, honestly, yeah. which is absurd. Absurd yeah. to think that someone who is starting a business is their own, is, is a one person show at the beginning, putting out three pieces of content. I know it doesn't have to be like so polished and, you know, perfection, but it's just there's this just level of volume and output that is just not sustainable and yeah that's the real and they've created that expectation for us sorry scout go ahead oh no I love hearing you bash tiktok it makes me realize I'm happy that I'm not on it I'm like the tiktok enthusiast on this but I'm always defending tiktok but yeah I've been feeling the the strain Honestly, I think that Taylor is something that I feel as if though on the flip side with these video content is your reels are incredible to the point where I almost bought your purple nude sticks and like (laughs) I almost purchased your purple nude sticks and like shout out to the girl who fucking rocks that shit. But that is not me by any stretch of the imagination. But you applicating and showing the product in real time as an influencer and the female founder, personal brand, all the things is such a beautiful, beautiful mix. So how do you obviously use that role very seriously and understand the importance of it? Because I look to your reels to apply my own nude sticks because it's just the perfect tutorial. I feel connected to you as the founder. I'm not watching some highly produced model, YouTube video, whatever. How do you balance the tailor that is personal, just you, the businesswoman, and then the personal or the uh, uh, forward-facing part of the job. There's three different identities that you have to kind of move in between. How do you do that while preserving your mental health? Yeah. 
Um, that's a great question. Well, firstly, I live and swear by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it's just not happening. I tell my team, I actually, we just hired someone. She's our um, social media coordinator. And a part of her role is actually taking in every single request that comes my way from our retail team, our social team, brand collaborations, personal kind of requests as well from a social perspective. And it's kind of all in one place so that I, I can refer to it when it comes to actually like delivering and executing all the content. But to be honest, like it's definitely hard to balance right now. I, I have yet to find, like, I have yet to kind of put on a hat to say, oh, I'm Taylor Frankel now. And oh, I'm the co-founder of Nude6 now. It's really just all blended. And I feel eventually, maybe in the next few, year, few years, who knows, like that will become a little bit more distinct. And I think it's a great question because it's kind of what's on my mind right now. Like, what is that next step? And eventually, if I do want to separate myself, what would that look like? And where is my expertise or what is my niche or you know, identity without nude sticks. So I think that plays a role in kind of my mental health, because I guess it's almost a little bit of this identity crisis. Like I've been associated with nude sticks for so long. Like you said, if someone says hi to me, they're like, oh, nude sticks. And I'm like, hey, I know exactly. <laughs> like They just go up like, to oh, you on the street. Sticks. Nude sticks. Yeah. Nude sticks. Oh, I swear <gasps> to God. I, I was at the airport this morning. I'm, I'm in Miami now. And literally turns around and says nude sticks i'm like yeah i guess yeah i'm nude sticks i didn't even correct her i'm a walking nude stick you should be in you should be uh you should be on nude sticks for halloween that would be hilarious right oh my God, um but so i think funny. it's really hard to balance and honestly i really just look to like external parts of my life like outside of work to help me balance everything else whether that's focusing on my physical health, wellness, focusing on my friends, my family. And when all of those things are in place and are good, then I can really focus on what I do professionally that much better. I want to ask something really tangible here because this is something I've been experiencing and it seems like you might experience this at scale. So I want to get your your opinion. If you're in the middle of a work day and you have a jam-packed day or you're just having a lot of meetings or you have responsibilities or things that you cannot just move or cancel and you have to confront, but you are also having a ton of anxiety, a, like a tightening of the heart or something where you're just not operating at your best, but you, yeah. but you have to. Like yeah. that is kind of where I get really tripped up because it's like you can't just – go lay down on your bed in your bed and take a nap. Like it, some people don't have that luxury. So it's just, it's like, what do you just accept? Like, Hey, I'm not going to be operating from my best right now, but I'm going to continue with these responsibilities and, and just power through because sometimes, you know, Scout and I talk a lot about sitting in the discomfort and like not pushing through and pushing through and like being positive and putting on a different mask, but actually just like acknowledging that this is how you feel and then continuing on with your day. But I just, i I struggle with that where it's like, if yeah. I'm in, anxious like there's a shutdown that happens and it's like I cannot even operate sometimes so what do you do in yeah. those those moments yeah honestly for so many it can be really debilitating where you actually can't physically or mentally take on a certain whether it's a call or a meeting or a certain event that you may have you may have had planned I've come into those situations a lot and 10 out of 10 of those situations, honestly, I've had to do because I literally had no choice. Like I maybe was across halfway across the world and I spent thousands and thousands of dollars to host this event and to be here and 
to have all of these customers waiting for you and you literally have to perform and they have no idea. And, and what I always kind of thought about in my head was nobody knows what you're feeling right now. You know, at the end of the day, like you need to get on there get on that stage or whatever it is. And the stage can be a meeting, it can be an event, it can be anything work related and you perform. And then after that, you know, you deal with whatever you need to deal with. Unfortunately, like I wish there was another way. I'm sure there are certain cases where you can say, okay, I'm, I, I can't do this right now. I can't perform at my best. We need to reschedule. But in many cases, it's just not realistic. And a lot of the a lot of the ways that I would manage it, that would be like calling a friend or calling my mom um, right beforehand to say, this is how I'm feeling right now. I literally feel like I'm like I'm frozen. I can't perform. I can't do this. Maybe I'm crying. Maybe I'm like in my room, like five minutes before I have to get ready. And I'm still like in a robe, like can't get out of my hotel room. And you'll hopefully that person on the other line would say, listen, like what is the worst possible thing that can happen right now? And typically it's not that bad. And they'll tell you, okay, you get on there, you perform after that, go back to your room, go back to your bed, watch Netflix, eat, you know, order whatever you want and, and call it a day. This moment will pass. And I think that's how I've gotten through it. I, I've gotten through it by, you know, kind of like calling that friend or that boyfriend or that, or that family member just to help get through that moment of in time. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Like just, I think sometimes when we express what we're feeling, it doesn't feel as bottled up inside us. And also, obviously, this mostly applies to entrepreneurs and people who run their own businesses. I always, sometimes when I don't feel well, I really assess, because I feel as if as just women in business in general and the way our society runs, that we feel as if everything on our calendar is so important to move the needle forward. But I really think there's there's like we could cut 40% of the fat and still be as successful and still be as expansive in business. And so sometimes for me, if I'm not feeling well, I think that we put this emergency catastrophe over, well, if I don't show up to this meeting, it's going to mean this about me and my business. And it's going to mean this about how passionate and determined and dedicated I am. And so I think there's sometimes a difference where we can step back and more see the full picture of like shit happens and people have to reschedule all the time. Mm -hmm. And so giving yourself a little bit of that grace. And at the same time, I am also a really big proponent of of doing it and moving through mm -hmm. it because that's going to rewire your brain and give you the evidence that you can survive those moments. If you do reschedule and if you do, you know, kind of remove yourself from the position, you're giving your mind Permission. and your self-confidence, uh, you know, Rolodex evidence that you actually are incapable of moving through anxiety. So yes, of course, there are extreme situations, you know, living with bipolar disorder, I get catatonic. Mm -hmm. And like when I have to cancel a podcast recording because of my mental health, it is because there is no physical way I will be able to speak. Usually if I'm just anxious or not having a great day, I will push through because it's when you push through, you usually get to minute 10, 15, 20 of mm -hmm. the situation. And all of a sudden it kind of melts away a little mm -hmm. bit because you're no longer you're no longer in that state of survival and you've shown yourself that you can do it.
we always talk about that with the podcast. Like there will be days when we're like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. Like I don't have energy or whatever. And we get out of a podcast and it's it's like a drug. I, something yeah. happens where it's just this amazing connection. It's this deep conversation that it just pulls us out of whatever type of anxiety or lull we were having right before. And I really liked what you said about Taylor about kind of co- focusing on what you can control. I've started to do that a little bit more because I am such a control freak. So it's like, okay, I might be spiraling or having a shame spiral, but what is something around me? Like, what what can I do? Okay, the, the structure of my day, my breath, I can work out, what I nourish myself with, what I ingest and put in my body. Those are the things I can control. So why don't I focus all my attention on that? And then any external forces, it's just like, okay, like that's that's just not in, within my control. I'm gonna try to maneuver it that way. That take, That is a lot of self control and deter and and you know like determination to do that Mads do you say the serenity prayer to yourself I do not um because it reminds me of alcohol okay well when I started healing with my mental illness and my anxiety was so bad I would say to myself I would write down over and over and over again like I was in trouble on the school board you know And I would just write, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And just taking those three levels of inventory really helps you assess the situation. I love that. Taylor, are there any any mantras or things you repeat to yourself or just even just simple affirmations? Like for me, I just say, I am successful today. That is something that I – came up with scout because I just have a really skewed definition of success and I can never like feel proud of myself for those things. So it's like, I literally write out, I am successful today. So simple. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love both of those. I feel like I need both of those written on my wall and to look yeah. at every single day. Honestly, it's, it's very cliche, but when I was younger, my mom would say to my sister and I all the time, and she would always say it's the journey, not the destination. And there are many different phrases and many different ways you can, you know, speak to that phrase, but ultimately it really speaks to being present. And I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs are always focused on the next, always looking to someone else and their success. And that for me causes a ton of anxiety because I'm like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Like, oh, this person just sold their company for millions of dollars. Like I'm not doing enough right now. And so I think just understanding like, being present, first of all, is so important and really enjoying the process. Like that's what life is. It's a process of going through those failures and learning from every single aspect and moment in your life and building relationships and connecting with humans. And I think that's what what kind of gets me through each day. It's like, yeah, it could have been a really shitty day, but like, what did we learn from this? And were you present? And did you, and regardless, like, It could have been a terrible day, but that day there was a purpose to it. And I don't know. I think it also teaches you not to take life for granted. I think during COVID or throughout COVID, there's so many terrible things that had happened that, you know, we need to just focus on being more present. What are, are there very specific actions that you do to stay in the journey? Because Again, we're all we're hitting on all the okay sis uh, yeah. heavy hitters today because yeah, yeah. we talk about this a lot. Scout is amazing at enjoying the journey, something I that I that. struggle with immensely. So, 
what are some things? Do you celebrate little wins? Do you reflect every evening and be like, what did I learn today? Do you journal? Like what are like really tangible things that you do to make sure that you are enjoying the journey? Yeah. Well, a part of it, honestly, is, is reflecting. And like, I do have a journal and I do write, you know, hope I used to write more often, not as much, but whether it's in a journal or even on my notes on my phone, I'll just write myself like, what are we thankful for today? And what, what happened in the past week or the past month that, you know, we, we are very, that I can be proud of and look back on and say, oh, I did this really well. Another part of it is just actions. Like what did I do today that allowed me to be more present? Was it texting my friend? Was it calling a friend? Was it calling my parents? Was it going to see my grandparents, you know, and, and having a coffee with them at their house? Was it reminding my significant other that, you know, I'm, I'm there for them if they're going through a hard time. Like, I think it's just being, taking actions that allow you not only to be present for yourself, but also to be present for everyone you love. And I think for me, the hardest part about, you know, launching or growing a business was that I lost a lot of those moments or those actions with the people I loved. And that caused me a lot of pain thinking that, oh my God, like I'm not there for for my, for my loved ones. And so I think it's really just like taking those moments. And again, it doesn't have to be the most extravagant thing. You don't have to host a party for, for your family or for all of your loved ones, but acknowledging and, and letting them know that you're there and that you're thinking of them. For me, that allows me to be present. You are such a gem. I'm so happy you came on. You've, this is, this is like, this was supposed to happen so long ago before we ask our last question that we ask every woman who comes on OKSIS, I don't know if this is going to translate, but I feel like if OKSIS did a campaign collab with Nude Sticks, <laughs> it would be like Celeste Barber doing a campaign with Tom Ford, you know? I love Do you remember that campaign? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel like we're the Celeste Barbers in the situation, Mads, so. Oh, I love Celeste Barber. I didn't know that was what you said. I know. Me too. I think it needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, we came up with two really great slogans for you today. So we are right. We're now we have a we have vision for the brand. That's for sure. (laughs) We have vision. Okay. Yeah. Taylor, we ask everybody who comes on if you were to brag about one thing and don't be humble. What would you brag about? Oh, I don't know. What I brag about? It could be about your your business, your life, anything. It could be a material object. It could be an achievement. Whatever you want. I hate bragging about myself. This is really tough. I hate it. That's why we ask this. Yeah, that's why we make you do that's it. That's why we do it this. So much. <laughs> you have to answer though. Sorry. Yeah, you do. You're yeah. like, there's no getting out of this one. Okay, you're no. you're pushing through it, whether you like it or not. I like this. <laughs> this is good. It speaks to everything we talked about. It's like yeah, I'll be exactly. happy I did it afterwards. I would say I'm a good listener. Like when someone. I don't know. I, th- I think I'm a good listener. Maybe someone would tell me otherwise. But when I have a conversation with someone and I think it's like, you know, just speaks to treating, you know, one as, as you would like to be treated and really just, I think it also goes back to being present, like really having a conversation. Like there's so many conversations I've had with people where it's very one-sided and like someone's just talking at you rather than talking with you and having a conversation. And I would say I'm very, very good at listening and, and hopefully being a, hopefully being that person that 
people can come to and trust and building like really authentic relationships. Like I, I, I'm not great at having like super surface conversations. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's what it is. Maybe if I, if I think of something, I'll come back to you, but I would say whether it's. Yeah. Keep, keep the brags coming. Yeah. We'll take two. We'll take more. We'll take two Um, or three or four. We can attest to that. That is, I, I completely see that even just with this short time that we've spoken to you, just this, you have such a gentle and genuine focus on the person when they're speaking. And that is definitely, I mean, we've spoken to many a person and it, that is something that, that definitely translate even through zoom. Like we can definitely feel that. So I, I think that's amazing that you identify with that in yourself. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. And I love talking to you both. And I think your podcast is incredible. And I love speaking about mental health. And I think we, we should be speaking more about mental health and maybe there's something we can do in the future with that. So, Oh yes. We stay are, tuned. we are, uh, <laughs> stay tuned. We are staying tuned for that. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Taylor, let everybody know where they can find you and nude sticks and maybe give them two products that you think would be great to start with. If some, if a sister is listening, she really doesn't understand the makeup landscape or is just used looking for a natural, easy option. Ooh, well, you can follow me on Nude Sticks because I am Nude Sticks. You can also follow me at I am am a Nude Sticks. Um, And then you can follow me just on my personal account, Taylor underscore Frankel. And if I were to suggest some products, um, I'd actually suggest Scout the product that you see from the pop-up, which is our Nudies um, Blush Bronze or Glows. Like Maddie had mentioned, that glow is popping off and her most recent photo shoot. So you definitely got to get some Ice Ice Baby and Bohemian Rose because those are your multitaskers. And then also our Tinted Cover Foundation is like the perfect natural foundation if you want something that's super light and just like looks like skin. And then you also have to try our new skincare products. We have the four-step routine and it's fabulous. We love it. Pretty much everything. I'm like, just try. You're like, just buy it all. Yeah, just try the whole line. (laughs) Just do the whole thing. I mean- my next nude sticks purchase is going to be the the bronzer because I saw you do it on reels and Maddie has it and raves about it. So um, that's that's it's well, the only thing I it's amazing. I love yeah. Bondi Bay. I remember you telling me at the pop up you're like obsessed with it. Well, obsessed. send me your addresses and I'll make sure that you get some of your faves. So. Oh, thank you, love. We appreciate that. Okay, sisters, you can find me at Scout Sobel and Mads at Maddie Mayo and both of us together at OKSIS Podcast. We love, love you, sisters. sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink, where Ever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 